Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 31. O oh, you who are there beyond the sacred stream, she again commenced, continuing without a rest, turning her words point upon me, though the edge alone had seemed so sharp. Say, oh say, if this is true, to such an accusation your confession must come to be joined. My strength was so confused that my voice moved and was spent before its organs had disclosed it. She suffered this a moment. Then she said, What do you think? Respond to me, for these sad memories have still not worn off in the water. Confusion and fear mixed together pressed such a yes from my mouth as one without sight could not have understood. As a crossbow breaks when cord and bow are shot with too much tension, and the shaft hits the mark with lessened intensity. So I broke below the grave cargo, disgorging tears and sighs, and my voice was set slowly upon its passage, and she to me. In that desire for me that led you to love the good, beyond which there's none you might aspire to, what depths or what chains did you find you need traverse, that you thus disposed of the hope of passing onward? And what ease or what advantage showed itself in front of the other, such that you must preen yourself before it? After the draft of a harsh sigh, my voice could but reply in pain, and my lips formed my answer in fatigue. Weeping, I said, The present things turned my steps with their false pleasures, as soon as your visage was hidden. And she... If you'd been silent or denied that which you confess, your fault would be noted no less. It is known by such a judge. But when one's own throat exposes the accusation of sin, in our court the grindstone turns back against the blade. All the same, that you might a moment bear the shame of your error, and might another time, hearing the sirens, be stronger. Put down the seed of weeping and listen. Then you'll hear how my sepulchred flesh should have moved you the contrary way. Never did nature or art present to you pleasure as much as in the lovely limbs in which I was enclosed, and which are spread upon the earth. And if the sum of beauty so failed you through my death, what mortal thing would then have drawn you on in its desire? You ought well, from the first shaft of the false things, have risen upward after me, who no more knew such lies." You ought not have let your wings wax heavy to await some further fault, whether a loose girl or other novelty with such brief use. New eaglets await two or three attempts, but the net spread and the shaft shot in vain before the eyes of the plumed bird. As little ones, burning with shame, stand mute with eyes to the earth, listening and recognizing themselves and repenting, so did I stand, and she said, When you sorrow in listening, lift your beard, and you will take deeper sorrow in seeing. Robust oaks are uprooted with less resistance, whether by the northern wind or by that from the land of Yarbas, than that my chin presented to her command. And when through the beard she called for my face, I recognized the venom of her argument. And as my face relaxed, the eye discerned those primal creatures had paused in dispensing their flowers, and my eyes, still little secure, saw Beatrice turn toward the creature that's one sole person in two natures, 
Below her veil and over the river she seemed to me to surpass herself of old, more than she'd surpassed the others here when among them. There the nettle of repentance so pierced me that all those other things that had turned me most to their love were now made most my enemies. Such recognition gnawed my heart that I fell overcome, and how I then was made, she knows who so disposed me. Then, when the heart had rendered me strong without, I saw the lady I'd first found alone over me, and she said, Hold me, hold me. She'd drawn me into the stream up to the throat, and dragging me after her went over the water light as a skiff. When I was near to the blessed shore, I heard Aspergesme, so sweetly I can neither remember it nor write it. The beautiful woman opened her arms. She embraced my head and submerged me where I had to engulf the water. Then she lifted me and bore me bathed into the dance of the four beauties, and each covered me with an arm. We are nymphs here, and in heaven we are stars. Before Beatrice descended to the world, we were ordained for her as handmaids. We will bear you to her eyes, but the three there who gaze on greater depths will sharpen yours for the joyful light that's within them. Thus they commenced their singing, and then they led me to the breast of the griffin, where Beatrice stood turned toward us. They said, Don't spare your sight. We've put you before those emeralds whence love once drew you with his arms. A thousand desires burning more than flame bound my eyes to those radiant ones, which stayed set solely on the griffin. As the sun in a mirror, no otherwise did the doubled beast burn within them, now with the one, now with the other nature. Think, reader, how I must have marveled when I saw the thing stay simple in itself, while in the idol it was thus transmuted. While my soul, astonished and filled with light, tasted of that food that satisfying of itself, yet sets us to hunger for it, showing themselves of a higher tribe in their acts, the other three fared ahead, dancing to their angelic score. Turn, Beatrice, turn your sacred eyes, as went their song, to your faithful one who, to see you, has passed so great a space. By grace, give us the grace of unveiling to him your mouth, so that he might discern the second beauty you conceal. O splendor of the living light eternal, who has been made pale below the shadow of Parnassus, or has drunk in its cistern, who would not appear to have his mind encumbered, attempting to render you as you appeared there where heaven, harmonizing, veiled you, when you resolved yourself in the open air. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 32.